This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalema for Alexander Zev Ben Malka. Uh, we miss you. If you're listening to the share, we miss you very much. Always sitting in front of me. I want to thank everyone. We just did a, um, a market, a Brooklyn market, um, for, to raise money for Anava, and it was Bakhshem successful. And I want to thank everyone for who helped us, who donated things. A lot of people donated things. So thank you very much. Also, there are five, there are five months left for, to, um, donate for the, uh, Hakar Satov. I really want to print this pocket size Hakar Satov. We wanted to get it for Pesach, but we, we still have these five pages we gotta sell. Um, so if you could please call the office, I'll give you the number, whoever would like to do it, so we could get this started. Uh, now, now, now we're shooting for Shruis. It's 917. 917- Four 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 seven five 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 nine one seven four 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 seven five five five. Well, we uh, we charged three hundred sixty dollars a day, but those were all sold out. So when we started the month, um, the month we uh, what's it called? We were giving it for five thousand dollars because if you do thirty times three hundred sixty, it's like nine thousand dollars. But now we just want to get this out. So a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, whatever. We have five months left. So. There's only five slots. I'd like to really go, go to printing next week so we could get this um, safer out by Shavuot Samit Hashem. And we can start on the next safer. Give it up a aim, less than a day. All right, again, for all those who are watching, our cars are told. The phone number is 917-444-7555. All right, now, you asked a question, and I said something that was very wrong two weeks ago. You asked a question, and you said... Why didn't Mordechai give Esther a divorce so that when she went to Achashverosh, right, then she could have come back to Mordechai, right? Because she went, we said, she went on her own das. And I said, if someone's married, they get divorced, and then they sleep with a guy or with anyone else, they can't go back to their first husband. I'm totally wrong. Halach is only if they have Kedushin. Only if they get married to someone else, they can't go back to their first husband. But if they were with another man, whether it's a Jew or not Jew, that doesn't keep them from going back. They can go back. The luck is they can go back. So I said the halacha incorrectly. I got a bunch of emails. I spoke to David Cohn. If somebody's married, gets divorces his wife, and his wife remarries, he can never go back to her. But if someone's married and he divorces his wife, and then after he divorces his wife, after he divorces his wife, his wife sleeps with a guy, or a, I'm talking about the biblical sense of sleeping, and, or a Jew, right? More than once. This one, that one, the other one, she can still go back to her husband as long as there was no condition. As long as she didn't get married. So the question, what? Is she, you know, she's not also a bile because it's not adultery. She wasn't married. Yeah, but she's still married to the first husband. No, she gets divorced from her first husband. No, she's not divorced, but she's still married. No. Who's she married to? She's married to the leader, right? Then he can't, she can't go back. She, goes to, she, she can't go back to the first husband. Back in the second, uh, she's also both in that case, so she's still married and she's... No, 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 he's not saying, he's saying, she got, let's say she gets married and then she gets divorced from the second husband. She can't go back to the first husband. That's what we're saying. So, so I was totally wrong. So the question, what? Even if she gets married to the 
properly, then, then, then she cannot go back to the first husband. If someone's marriage gets divorced and then gets married again, she can't go back to the first husband. Now, so your kasha comes back. So the question is, so if she could have gotten divorced, so why don't she get divorced? And then, even though she went willingly to Akashverosh, she can go back to Mordechai when Akashverosh died. And the answer is, the reason she didn't get divorced, so the Rishonim asked this question, your question, and the answer, because if she got divorced, there'd have to be a bezin of three, and there'd have to be two witnesses, and they were very scared that it shouldn't get out, the whole thing that she, that she's a Jew. So they were very scared that if it's, if it's Mepharsim, there are five people that know about it, it's going to end up getting it to the king and he's going to find out about it. So because of that, it was scared. They had to keep it secret so she, she didn't get divorced. That's a Rishayim. It was a good question. No, you have to have Adam. And you have to have a Bezin. That's five people. They didn't, want, they didn't want five people to know. Once five people know, someone's going to tell someone, oh, you know what happened? Oh, what happened? Mordechai divorced his niece. Oh man, it's big news. And then, then Shul, and then, and then there's a spy that's in Shul, and then all of a sudden the king knows exactly who she is. You didn't have a technology back there. Nothing goes like fire with Facebook. Really? Really? Nothing went like fire? What does it say in Pekka if you, if, if you If you tell somebody something, right, you think it's going to be secret, it's going to end up going all over the place. The walls have ears. You can't even talk about it in, in your room because the walls have ears. It's just going to get out there. Just going to get out there. Okay. Um, so that was very important that I have to take back all those who are listening that I made a mistake in halacha. And Hashem, Baruch Hashem, <coughs> I have listeners who sent me emails. I read, I called up David Cohen, and for sure I was mistaken. That if, if he got divorced, if he got divorced, but then she, she went willingly, she could, she could go back to her husband. Why, I don't know. That's, that's it's a taste, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, she can go back. Okay. What else do I want to talk about? I want to talk, okay, so let's talk about Pesach. Okay, so we're going to learn some Kabayasha on Pesach. We'll learn some heavy stuff. And we'll see where it takes us, okay? So here's the question of the night. It may take me two weeks to answer it, okay? It may take this week and next week. Maybe we'll just get the answer. And here's the, here's the question. It's, a, it's a, what we call a bomb question. And it's really a great discussion to have at the Seder. And here's the question you're going to bring to the table. So, what's the, what's the miracle of Pesach? The miracle of Pesach is that um, we run out of Mitzrayim, right? The Yamsuf split. The end of Pesach is Kriyas Yamsuf. The Yamsuf split. So that's the miracle. Now, why do you eat matzah? You eat matzah because we went out of Mitzrayim and we were in a rush. Now, by the way, I spoke about this many years ago, and this I will speak about n- next week. I have to have the measures in front, the whole thing in front of me. It, it didn't bake on their back. If it's hot enough to bake something on your back, you're going to bake too, <laughs> right? So, if you take if you take dough and you put it on your back at 100 degrees, it's not baking, and in fact, it'll probably just spoil, right? It'll become rotten. So, you know, when we were kids, we had this picture of. They put dough on their back, and then they walked through the desert, and they took the dough off, and they had matzah. Now, the oven's about 200 and maybe 300 degrees to bake a matzah. It's, it, it can't be 300 degrees. There is no such thing. So, we're going to learn, we're going to learn it from inside. So There's a machlokas. If they baked it before they left, 
or they stopped, I think in Mara or one of the places that they stopped, and, and I'll see the measures, and they baked it there, and then they put it on their back. But it didn't bake on their back. It wasn't that hot, right? They put the dough over their back, but they didn't bake it on their back. Anyway, so in memory of that we left in such rut, in such a rush, we eat the matzah. What's, what's not eating chametz in memory of? What's this halach of not eating chametz? They didn't have time to make like chametz. Okay, so eat the matzah. To remember, to remember, it's yes mitzrayim, eat the matzah. On Shavuos, right, we eat dairy. Why do we eat dairy? Because when they got the, when they got the Torah, they couldn't have meat because the, the, they, they, they didn't have yet shechit and kosher meat. So they couldn't have meat. So the pots were not kosher until they got the pots kosher. So they ate dairy in memory of eating dairy when after they got the Torah, they eat dairy. So in memory of matzah, we eat matzah. That makes a lot of sense. What does chametz have to do with your tears for trying? What does that mean? It means that Mitzrayim, I can eat the breakfast of the world. You'll say, committed that. You'd see, the monster represents Tzitzila, gotta take it up quick. Mitzrayim represents the Chametz. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means uh, Mitzrayim has something to do with my sponge cake. I can't eat sponge cake because of Mitzrayim. Like what? A cookie? I can't eat a chocolate chip cookie? If you're gonna eat the cookie, if, I, if you want me to remember, if you want to remember, I understand the whole Seder. I understand the four cups in memory of leaving Mitzrayim. I understand Maror. We eat Maror. Right? So if the halacha is, and this is going to be really the next two shirim, and many different, many different, if the halacha is that matzah, meaning matzah, I can't have chametz, so then we should only allow to be eating, if we're eating a vegetable, Maror, we should only, and Maror is a memory of the Maror, so you should only allow to be eat marar, romaine leaves, or, or chrein, right, or horseradish, and you're not allowed to eat any other vegetable the whole Pesach. It's the same thing. Matzah is a memory of the matzah, and you're not allowed to eat any chametz the whole Pesach. So marar is a memory of the marar, and you can't eat any vegetables the rest of Pesach. We want to feel what they what they felt, like what they went through, and, and they were only able to eat matzah, so we only eat matzah because we want to feel what they felt. Fine. Well, for, what? Well, one second. Time out. Time out. On the way out of Mitzrayim, you don't think they ate chametz? Of course. They had stuff. What do you mean? They didn't have cookies. They didn't have bread. Let's let's take a look at the pasuk. What? Chametz represent the tumor. How does a piece? How does a piece of bread? It's all very nice. It's all very nice, but what does that have to do with Mitzrayim? Because there were big shots. We were slaves. Let's 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 take a look. Let's take a look at Pasha's bow before we jump anywhere. Let's take a look at Pasha's bow. Let's see what it says here. Let's see what it says. Pasha's bow. Can I ask a question? And not until I finish answering my question. No, it's about my question. Why do you want to ask about my question? It's not really a question, it's a statement. Okay. Okay, so just like, um, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but on Pesach, we're, when we still in the Senate, we're not supposed to differentiate between the rich and the poor. Right? Or wrong? Like, meaning we're all the same or something? 
No? Mm. Really? I always thought that when you sit on the seder, like, you invite you invite people in. Everyone can come in to your seder, but no, like I mean, slavery. It's all about slavery in the holiday. So, meaning if you're a slave, you're not going to sit and eat cookies and sponge cake. You're going to eat like wheat and stuff. I don't have a problem with the matzah. That's not my problem. I understand why you have to eat matzah. I understand why you have to eat marna. I understand why you eat cheesecake on truth. My problem is that's very nice. So on Pesach, in memory of the matzah, eat matzah. But what does that have to do with my cookies? What's the problem with cookies? What's the problem with a piece of a whole year? Everything you do, a pidgin aben, a bris, a sheva brachas, a wedding, right, a, a siyum, is on bread. All of a sudden, bread becomes treif. Why? Because they ate matzah? So eat matzah, memory. Where's guy become the Pesach? So, so, so do that on, 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 what's it called, Rosh Hashanah. So don't, so don't, so, right, so don't eat chametz on Rosh Hashanah, do tshuva. So do tshuva. Do you want Rosh Hashanah? Don't eat anything that has gaiva that rises. That's that's a, right. That's a good time to do it. On your kippur, you don't eat chametz, right? Why? That's what I'm asking. Spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. And that's why I should. I hear you. I hear you. But there was no borrow park at that time. Okay, I hear you. Okay, here, listen carefully. Listen carefully. Okay. Shibas Yamim. This day should be in memory, and you should make a holiday. La Hashem, forever. You should celebrate it. Shivas Yamim Matzah is Seven days you should eat matzah. I agree, right? Achbayam Arishon. Now there's a bomb question here. You know the question, right? What's the question here? No, no, they were still in the time. when they got this commandment. They were still in the trium. They didn't leave yet. There's no matzah yet. It wasn't in a rush yet. Right? On the first day, get rid of all the chametz. I'll tell you the terrors. One second. Anyone who eats chametz, the nichos on nefesh ahim and Yisrael, kares. If you eat chametz, kares. You cut off from Klai Yisrael. Right? So this is before they rushed out. Ushmatim as hamatzos and watch the matzos can be etzim ayamazer because that day hotesi etzim etzim time we're going to take you out. Ushmatim as yamazer, right? This is before they even left. Shibatim is Allah you must be taken seven days. Make sure you don't find any chametz in your house. Again, there's a lot of warnings about this. Anyone who eats something that soured, v'nichsa never shehimir das yisrael. I'm going to cut him off from the Israel by Ger, Bezrech, Oretz. Again, Whoa! This is like, whoa! This is like really bad eating Chometz, right? You should eat Chometz and make sure you eat Matzah. So there's something going on with this Chometz business. Now, this was given before they left to try it. So the Matzah on the back didn't happen yet. Right. So, so why did they have a seder? They were still in the tram. They didn't even get out yet. So there's two. There are two very different. They're, 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 the, the celebration that they did was not in memory of anything. 
It was a mitzvah for that night, a specific mitzvah for them. It was a separate mitzvah. And then, what we have is a memory. But what they have wasn't a memory. They had a mitzvah to eat and make sure that there's no chametz. So what happens? Moshe called Kodikni Yisrael Yom Aleyem. Okay, put the blood on the doorpost. And if they're going to ask you, it's the current Pesach. Okay, alright. So, that was a mitzvah in Mitzrayim before they even left. So it wasn't a memory of anything. It was a mitzvah to eat matzah and not to have chametz. Okay, now, let's go when they leave. And the, 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 the Mitzrayim were dying left and right. So they, they, they told the Jews, you got to get out of here right now. Because all the Mitzrayim thought they were going to die. For some reason, they didn't figure out that it was only the oldest son. They just, people are dropping all over the place. So they figured it's a plague. We're all going to die. Get out of here. And the people took their dough. Terem yechmatz, before it could rise. They put it in their sack over their shoulder. Right? And they left. That's now, you see, really, I don't know why we have this mistake that it baked as kids, that it baked on their backs. Because the Pasuk says, They baked the dough. Not it baked on their back. They baked the dough. I showed you a that they took out of Mitzrayim. Ugois matzos kilo chametz because it didn't rise. He goes from Mitzrayim because they made him run. They threw him out. The loyachulisamayim they could not wait. They got to say the loyachulahem. They didn't prepare any food, so they baked it. See, Rashi says where? No. They what? Well, they made the matzah the night before because we know they ate matzah that night. So they had to make some matzah that night. Why do we tithe cars today if it was only if we're only doing it as a memory? What? Why do we tithe cars today? Because it, it's, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. And once it's a mitzvah, that's the punishment. It's a leisasei. That's the punishment for the leisasei. What what the mitzvah is based on doesn't make a difference. Once it becomes a law, it's a law. Whether you know the law of fifty five miles an hour, what it's based on doesn't matter. If you go over fifty five miles an hour, you're going sixty five. They're giving you a ticket. Glosa say is, 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 is you're not allowed to have you're not allowed to have chametz. So if you have chametz, you broke that losa say. The say is to love. Different love have different punishments. Chal Shabbos is one, but they're all different. Chal Shabbos is skiwa. This is kares, right? So Rashi says here, you got say the leosulehem. They didn't have food. How are we going to go into the midbar? We don't have food. They went. Which I'm going to tell you a beautiful story about, but it's not. For, it's for next week. But anyway, so you see here that by So on that plastic is the medrash where they actually baked it. So the question, the question is. What's up with the chametz? What's chametz in the memory of matzah? It's the pasuk says, "By offers a pasuk shows you in Mitzrayim, who was matzah killer chametz." Okay, so I understand that's what the matzah is in the memory of. What's this chametz business? 
Chomets is anything that rose, which means any flower that meets that meets water after eighteen minutes is chomets. What? Okay. So, the, so, okay. So we that's our that's our question. The question is: I understand the matzah, I understand the korban pesach, I understand the mara. Okay, it's all in memory of something. What's chomets in memory of? So, I like a little bit your answer that you said that you said that. Chametz represents the gallus that they were in, and they and 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 they came out of it. But we have to explain exactly what that means. So, so remember, this is very important that the first time the Jews ate matzah and Pesach and 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 what's it called and um, and marar was not. It was before they actually left. Right? So, the Maruch I understand, because that already happened. That a bitter life. Okay? So that makes sense. The Korban Pesach, so they shechted it before Pesach, but Hashem didn't pass on the houses yet till midnight. And they had to eat it by midnight. So they sort of had a mitzvah of Pesach before Pesach happened. Okay? And matzah, they definitely didn't do yet, because they didn't, they didn't leave yet. So the, and I looked this up last year or two years ago because it bothered me. Like, if it's a memory, they did it before they had a memory. And I saw that the, the mitzvah of the night of Pesach and Mitzrayim was a separate mitzvah. It was for them, then called the mitzvah, for that time. So that's, that was not. And our mitzvah of Pesach is a memory of Pasach, Hashem passed the doors, we were very, it was very bitter for us in Mitzrayim, and, 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 and the matzah, when we left, it wasn't baked yet. Okay? Alright. Now, what's going on over here? So now, to answer this, we're going to go into the Kabayashi. So the Kabayashi says the following. The Pasuk says in Shemos, you should watch the matzos, same spelling as mitzvahs. We got to think about this. You should like hire security guards, like some Israeli security guards, and put a uh, a camera. What does it mean to watch the matzos? You got to eat the matzos. We got to wash the matzos. Shmira means to watch. What do you watch? They list them like I know them to make sure nobody steals it. That's not. We're not talking about Daphne Coleman here, right? So what, what, who are we worried about? Who are we worried about? Who are we worried about? So he says that when the Bnei Yisrael left Mitzrayim, so every nation has an angel, a guardian angel. But for us to be able to get out of Mitzrayim, the guardian angel of Egypt had to be weakened. Because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to get out. And the rest of the Gaim. So they, they were Makatrig. They um, tried to get us into trouble. They were saying... Well, why are you helping the Jews? They're also Avdavoid Zara, right? This is a very, very, um, this is a very, very holy time. So, they're looking to harm us. commanded us with this uh, mitzvah of eating matzah. Now we're going to find out the deep thoughts behind it, right? By mitzvah, he macharis has sitra achra. The mitzvah of matzah rips apart the other side, the satan. That they're not able to be the katrigainer. Dimyon, 
compared to mezuzah shabbat, it's just like the mezuzah protects your house. Matzah protects us from who? From who is this? Um, right, but who is that? What does that mean? He says the following: The the dough of matzahs have to be watched very carefully. From the satan, that the outside, the 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 and his minions of mazikim, they shouldn't get near it. The chomakim Here's your answer. Anytime it says in terech chametz, meram is a sitra achra. It's talking about the satan. The hechlik sig machmetzes, and anytime it says the word machmetzes, it's talking about the satan's wife. I saw in the zayah this matzah shabbos. That the Nachash was created the same way as Adam, that he was female and male in one. So his female counterpart, which is the wife of the Satan, whose name you're not supposed to ever mention, when it starts with a Lamed, um, in English it's called Lilith, right? So she is actually worse, much worse, than the Satan. Merama is for Bisha, so Sitra Achara. The word Machametes, to rise, right, to become unleavened, is talking about her. And that's why you have to watch it from those two. It's a very deep That's the soid of of the rising and the being unleavened. By high and that's why it says that they should be destroyed. That they should be connected to your matzah at hul. That's why chametz, a drop of chametz, you're not allowed to have in your hand. You're not allowed to own it. You're not allowed to see it. You're not allowed to own it. You're not allowed to see it, right? You're not allowed to eat it. Why so? Well, okay, so if you're going to tell me, yeah, Ray Walstein, uh, Chometz is in memory of something. Okay, so why can't I own it and have it in a closet and close it? Close the closet, I can't, I don't see it. I'm not going to remember it. Why is it so crazy that you're not allowed to even own it? Why? Because Chometz is the answer, the beginning of the answer. Because Chometz represents the Sitra Achra. Chometz represents the Satan. And the Satan, guys, like I told you the story two weeks ago, about the little nail in the wall, and he kept coming back. The Satan, you can't give him a crumb. Another Teretz, you can't see him, you can't own him, he can't belong to you, he can't be in your house, he can't be in your closet. If your television's in your closet and you close it, right? It's still in your house. If the internet is in your house, it's in your house. You can close the thing, but your kids will open it up and watch whatever they want to watch. So it means you can't, when it comes to chametz, you can't have it at all. What, what does that mean, chametz? What is the satan? The satan is the basis of atheism. What's it, what is it, Rebbe, what's satan? Amalek, Asav, Amalek, satan. What's the basis of atheism? The basis of atheism is everything happens on its own. There's no Hashem, there's no Hashkocha Pratis, right? Everything happens on its own. It just happens. Random. Right? Random. I share on random. What's chametz? Chametz, I'll tell you a very, a very cute story that happened with me. I say it every year. So, the 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 Shabbos after Pesach. So the challah is called Shlisl challah. 
right? It's a school law, so everybody is into that chalet. They put a key in it, and it's for panasa, and they make it in the shape of a key, or you put your key in it, right? So anyway, my wife at that point, she just spoke Hashem, she just started baking challah, but my wife at that point didn't bake challah. And I wanted to have shlisl challah. So I knew nothing about challah, so I went to Glotmart, and I knew that Kineret kosher had frozen little frozen challah. And you just put it in the oven and pie, you know, you have a challah. So I said to her, okay, I'll buy you, you know, shlisl challah you have to have, panasa. <laughs> you can talk by davening, and you know, you can do whatever you want, but if you want to have a good panos, you gotta buy, you have to have shlisl challah. You know what I mean? That's the most important thing. I'm kidding. You're not allowed to talk by davening. I'm just saying, like, people, schools, but you know what? So a guy got up in shul and he was like, he was ranting and raving and he was like complaining. He was complaining that Jewish people, you know, they, they think that you could, you could, you could steal and you could do this and you could do that. But if you have shlisl challah, Hashem's gonna give you a panos. So they're so busy with their schoolers, right? Because there's another schooler in Pashis, Peshalach. Right, where the man is, so on that Tuesday, the Shlach Kaddish says, if you say, Pashtaman with Unklis together, it's a big, and a, it's a certain, he runs it's a big school to make Panosa. So like people say, like, go sit and learn, go sit and learn, go daven, like it's both to, well, right, with school is school. I said, no, it's the biggest thing, because, because the person who believes that if he says the Tvilah, right, he's gonna get Panosa, or a person that believes that because he's gonna bake a chal and put a key in it, he's gonna get Panosa, is saying, the Panosa has nothing to do with me. It's not because I work harder because I'm smart, because Shlisuchala, or because Atilus Hashla. So he's saying it's not Kreichemoyitzimiyadi. That's Nairidik. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Why are you learning bad on that? You should learn good on that. No, really. If a guy says, if people are running and making Shlisuchala, they're saying to Hashem, we believe that's not us. That's a key in the Chala, the key. We know. What's the key? What's the key? Because Hashem has three keys. There's a key for children, there's a key for Parnasa. And he has the key for Kisamesim and Geshem, whatever. Right? So, so, the Shlislu Chala key is a symbol of Hashem's key for Panasa. So that means I know that the key to my making a living is coming from God. So that makes me very happy, not very, that should make you very happy, not very sad. The person's not saying because I, I bought the right piece of real estate or I, or I have the right stock. He's saying because I believe in Hashem. Anyway, so I don't know nothing. I never saw anyone, my mother didn't make Chala, and my wife wasn't making Chala, and I never saw anyone make Chala. So I come, I come to Glotmart and I go into the into the freezer. I open up the freezer and they have these little teeny boxes, Canary kosher. I'm like, no, I want to, I don't want a bilkala, I want a challah. So I go to the manager and I say to the manager, um, "Did you run out of challah?" He goes, "Run out of challah? We have a whole freezer stocked with challah." I'm like, "No, no, I don't want a bilkala. I want a regular size challah for Shabbos. I got a whole family." There's a bilkala. Bilkala's a little roll. So we don't sell bilkalas. I'm like, oh yes, you do. He goes, really? Where? I take him to the thing. I open it up. It's a little blue box. He goes, that's not a bilkala. That's a regular challah. I'm like, are you crazy? That's a teeny little box. He goes, you never saw anyone bake challah, did you? I'm like, no. He goes, well, read the instructions. What's the instructions? You take it out. You put an egg. You put some stuff on it, and then you cover it with a towel, and you let it sit for three hours, and it rises on its own, and it's amazing because like three hours later it was sticking out of all the sides of the towel that I put on it this huge towel this big from a little teeny box because I never saw that before right dough with yeast it rises on its own so the basis of of dough of chametz is that it rises on its own there's no work 
So the basis of the Sotlan is that Hashem, that the world has nothing to do with there's no one, no, the, the world happens on its own. You start off like this and you have evolution and you started off as a monkey, as a fish and then you became a bug and then you became a monkey and then you became a human being and it's all like the challah. like, woo! Now look at you, now you're a human being and then maybe in 2,000 years from now you'll be an elephant. I don't know what they, what, where we're going for, according to evolution, like what is a human being going to become? Probably a machine, right? So, you know, so imagine you go out into the rain, you become rusty, like the tin man in the Wizard of Oz. You know, maybe that's what you're going to become. I don't know. What? Can I add something? You could add something, sure. No, it's not. <laughs> it keeps rising. It doesn't change it. Yeah, but it's just full of air. What? It's full of air. It's the same... Right, very... It's, good part. What he's saying is, it's the same amount of dough. But now, why is it so big? Because it's full of air. Very nice. I like that. I never said that. See? Shkoyach. So... So it's full of air. So, but that's not but the point. That was going is it, that it happens on its own. And the satan, he, that's atheism. Atheism is that this world happened on its own. So the source of chametz is atheism. Things happen on their own, and that's him and her. And so you got to get rid of it. Why? Because the, what happened in Mitzrayim was the opposite of happening on its own. <coughs> Nature, which is the which is the atheist basis, is there's nature. The world is nature. So water is water, and this is this, and that's that. And you're like, well, earthquake and, and thunder and lightning. They're like, their answer is it's mother nature, mother nature. It's nature. It's just nature. You go to you you go see the most unbelievable Niagara Falls, and you're like, oh come on, this is the, the hand of Hashem. And they're like, no, it's just nature, 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 nature. Everything is nature. So what did Hashem do in Mitzrayim? He showed you that nothing's nature. Water turned into blood. Frogs multiplied like crazy. Animals came into civilization. There was ice that had fire in it, right? The world became so dark that you couldn't get up. The locust, so Hashem showed the opposite. That there is someone controlling the world. I can change nature. So that is Chametz. That is the antithesis of Chametz, what Hashem did in Mitzrayim. So you can't have Chametz when you're celebrating Mitzrayim. You can't have chametz. Chametz represents atheism. I can't sit on the table. I can't spend eight days celebrating leaving Mitzrayim with a crumb of atheism. How did that? How did that happen? That happened on its own. That's not. That can't be part of Pesach. Pesach celebration is that nothing happened on its own. That everything was Yad Hashem. That the the lowest maid servant, by Kriyas Yamsa, pointed and said, "Zek Keli Van We see God. So that, that's why you're not allowed to have Chavetz on Pesach. Because Chavetz represents atheism. And the Russia, the Russia sits at the Seder and says, What is this? I don't believe in any of this. Stuff just happens. Everything's random. Haka Ishinov knock out his teeth. Which is interesting, very interesting about why knock out his teeth. Because teeth is the proof of God. What's the proof of God that of teeth? Tonight by dinner, I'm up to the page in your in your in your book by some philosopher by the dentist and looked at all the teeth. Right, there's twenty. There's exactly the amount. But 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 what is why is teeth why why does teeth prove God? 
Because when a baby is born, the only organ you don't have, the only organ you don't, only part of your body that you don't have when you're born are your teeth. Everything else is there, they get, everything else gets bigger. The only thing you don't have is teeth. Why does Hashem do that? Why do you have to teeth? I don't know if you ever saw a baby teeth and they have to cut a tooth and they, 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 no, they, they don't feel well and they cry a whole night. Why? Because they nurse. If they had teeth, they would hurt their mother. So Hashem created us with something that, ha- that comes in much later after they're nursing. If you can't nurse with teeth, you're going to hurt their mother. So the world says, oh, that's nature. Just nature that you don't have teeth when you're born. We say, what are you, crazy nature? Hashem didn't want the mother to get hurt. Knock out his teeth. What does he need teeth for? If it's, if it's not Hashem, knock out his teeth. And tell him, if you were in Mitzrayim, you would not have left. Because you just believe in randomness. You don't believe it was Yad Hashem. So if it was randomness, why would you go into, why would you go into the desert? You had no food. You didn't know where you were going. You wouldn't go. They believed because they knew Hashem, Hashem told them to go. And the whole time Hashem was showing their miracles. So Russia, what are you doing here? You wouldn't even try him. You wouldn't have gone out. You're the random guy. You're the atheist. You're Amalek. You're the Satan. So you would have stayed there. You wouldn't have a left to have a God. And four-fifths of Kaleisho did not leave. They did not leave because they did not believe. They did not believe. They were so used to Mitzrayim and Avoid Zara. Avoid Zara doesn't believe that there's a Hashem. They believe that everything, the sun, it came on its own. So you have to believe to the sun. You have to believe all these different things. So Hakeshina, what do they need teeth for? What do they need teeth for? You, the whole reason we have teeth is because Hashem cared that you shouldn't hurt. So he made it that a human being has something new, comes later in time, but you don't believe in that. So what do you need teeth for? You don't believe in that whole thing. You think it just happened. Nayudik. And that's the problem with Chomets. You can't have Chomets on Pesach. Pesach is the breaking of nature. Everything Hashem did, He split the Yamsuk. No other holiday is the breaking of nature. We built Sukkot. Okay, it's not the breaking of nature, right? It's the breaking of nature. So the breaking of nature, in the breaking of nature, we Hashem is showing his yad, you're gonna have chametz, which represents atheism, that things just happen? No. Not even a drop. You can't own it, you can't see it, you can't have nothing to do with it. You have to be 100% totally out of it, clean from it, gone from it. That's what Pesach is, and that's why, that's why we have a special mitzvah of CPTS Mitzrayim. We have a special mitzvah of any holiday that we have. This is the holiday that is represented with children. We're going we're to talk about another answer next week, but why? It's, it's, right? You have to talk, you have to, what's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is in the Pasuk. The mitzvah is to tell it to your children. And, and the whole, the whole Afikoman is to keep your children up till Afikoman. And the whole Manashtana is a mitzvah to, you have, you have to ask them, it's for your kids. And the whole four sons, it's four sons, it's about the children. Right? So the, the mitzvah, why is it so important? Of all the things, Shavuot, doesn't say Shavuot, you should learn with your kid. Doesn't say Hanukkah, doesn't say Purim. Purim, you have Sudab, it doesn't mean with your kid, your family. One holiday, specifically mitzvah, with your children. Why? Because the basis of Yiddishkeit is Ashkacha Pratis. That God controls every, does everything, controls everything, nothing just happens. So if there's one thing that you need to teach your children, when you talk about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, right, is, in the night of the, is that nothing happens. A lot of people, 
A lot of people who were in the Holocaust, specifically, my father-in-law used to speak about it on Shvi Shal Pesach. They specifically spoke about the miracles that happened to them in the Holocaust. Not on any of the holiday, but Pesach. That's when they spoke about it. Specifically then. Because when Hashem changed nature. What's the Pesach? Let's look at the Pesach. So there's a... There was like a private... It was a private, like... um, Miracle. Everyone saw it. Well, we put it on the window to show it to everyone. But we're not, we're not, we're specifically on, on, I mean, here you had the ten markers and the splitting of the Yamsuf and, and you know what? Amalek, they asked Amalek, because Amalek is randomness. That's what they believe in. So things just happen. They don't believe in God. So they asked him, how do you explain Kriyas Yamsov? How do you explain the Spirit of the Sea? So they answered, the Yisoska, they said to the world that there was an earthquake in the ocean, so the ocean split, and the Jews randomly just had to have been lucky, they believe in luck, right? Randomly happened that bit there when it split, and they went in, but how long does the earthquake take? And when, when the earth stopped shaking, the water came back on the midst It's just they were lucky. That's what they said, that's what they answered. Just pure luck. What? How do they explain the makos? So they'll tell you that nature has there are freaks of nature. There, there's hail and you can be in the summer in a thunderstorm and it's 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 seventy five degrees and there's ice coming down. No, I'm just saying. So they have an answer for everything. They have an answer for everything. Listen, doctors that see childbirth, that see the human body, and they they don't believe in Hashem. Come on, what's your answer? They have an answer for everything. They have an answer for everything. There are people in the in the blast in Belgium that they said we're just lucky that I was there five minutes before. And people have said, "Oh my God, God saved me." It's very two different same people. Two people who walked away from it without getting hurt. One said, "God saved me," and the other one said, "I was lucky." Was it my time? Yeah, that's what they said. Wasn't my time? Wasn't my time? If you don't want to see God, you'll never see God, no matter what happens. Here. Seven days eat matzahs. You should eat matzahs for seven days. And you're not allowed to see chametz. V'lo yirel lechos sa'or b'chulecha. And in anywhere that you live, no chametz. V'gara to levin chameyam ahuleymar. And tell your children. V'avur zeh asa Hashem li b'tzeisi mimitzrayim. It's a mitzvah to tell your children. V'gara to levin chametz. V'gara to levin chametz. Why especially this holiday? Why do you tell your child about... Doesn't say v'gara to levin chametz about Kibbalah Torah in Pashat Yisrael. Doesn't say you should tell your children about it. Why specifically this? Because this is the basis. This is the basis. If you don't believe this Hashgacha Pratis, then you don't believe anything. It's a very big mitzvah to, to talk about this by CPCs and Shrine. Biggest mitzvah, CPCs and Shrine. Uh, that's, uh, that's the mitzvah by the Haggadah. Because your children need to know. And this is what we're suffering so much today. I am dealing with this every day. It's not normal. 
because they have this online stuff about atheism and books and they have this guy, this, this shumid person from Footsteps who wrote a book I didn't read it yet, but it's going around all the schools and beisakels and kids are showing it to other kids and he mamish writes that everything we do and everything about Yiddishkeit and, that, and total atheist and, and the kids believe it and they're like, maybe this whole thing isn't true and it, it's like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I hate to say that when I was growing up, how many how many kids sat by the Seder and said, Ma, boy, this is this lechem. How many kids were the Russia? How many kids there were? Tom, there was Cheney Day, Lishal. How many kids said, what is this stuff that you're doing? I don't want any part of this. I didn't understand that Russia. I, I, you know, that crazy, you always had these pictures of what they looked like. But today, you know how many people are sitting by the Seder and the kids are sitting there and some of them are not even, they're not saying it and they're thinking in their head, wow, well, what are we going to do? They sit here till 4 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, they eat this stupid stuff and they're thinking in their head like, unbelievable. The amount of atheism of not believing in Hashem today, it's not normal. But, but a beautiful shot. It could be from Baditchev, but maybe not, I'm not sure. And he said, this is, I say this over by the this anyone who's in Kirov knows this to be true. He says, why is the Russia next to the Chacham? He's the worst. It should be Chacham. Number two is Tam. Three is Shenadeel Four should be Russia. Tom doesn't know much, and Vishal's a little kid. And the Russia is the worst. Why are you putting the Russia next to the Chacham? You should go in order. Chacham, Tom, and then Russia. Russia is the worst. Russia is the worst. Chacham is the best. Tom is second to best. And Shana Delishal. Teretz is. Teretz is. He's at the table. He's at the table. He's saying, but he came to the table. Next year will be the Chacham. I think it's Baditchev. He's at the table. He came to the table. He's asking a question. He can be right next to the Chacham because next year he'll be the Chacham. It's the kid who doesn't show up at the table. That's the one you got to worry about. The four kids that are at the table, the Chacham, the Tam, the Shenet, the Lishol, and the Russia, they'll be fine. The guy who doesn't show up for the Seder. If he's already asking, and anyone who's in Kirov, we know that's true. If the kid comes, and he's fighting with you, and he's asking, he's good. It's the kid who doesn't ask. It's the kid who doesn't come. It's the kid who doesn't show up. That's the one you got to worry about. How many kids, Nebuch, are not going to be at a Seder? This Pesach. They just, they just don't believe. I heard something crazy tonight. On the way here on the news, Obama spoke about it today. There are more deaths in the United States. There are more people dying in the United States from heroin overdoses than there are from car accidents. The first time ever in the history of the United States of America. There are more opiate deaths than there are car accidents deaths. Car accident deaths is, I don't know, I think he said 480,000. 480,000 people died from heroin, from drugs from opiates, from Oxycontins and all these pills. First time ever, you know how many people die in car accidents? That's a crazy number, right? More people die from heroin. It is, what do you call it? It is a, no, a plague. It's not normal. Why? Because why do people do drugs? Because they're in pain. Why are they in pain? 
because I don't I don't know I can't I mean some of them are in pain because things happen to them but we live in a world no we live in a world I was, I was speaking to the girls in, in the seminary about this I gave them a lot of time the reason that most people are in pain and I'm going to blame it a little bit on technology is because to have a relationship with God or to have a relationship with people the first person you have to have a healthy relationship with is yourself Rabbi Akiva was brilliant Rabbi Akiva was 40 years old his first 40 years he hated Rabbanim you know, he married Rachel he started to do tshuva and his problem was she thought his problem would be well he didn't know how to read so she said to learn how to read I have to send you to, for, to kindergarten Q&A and it says that he, that Rabbi Akiva sat with little kids who were learning the Aleph base. And he learned the Aleph base, and he grew like that. Now, how can a person do that at 40 years old? Like, sit in a kindergarten with little kids, and they're all looking at him. You don't know how to say Aleph base? When you, when you're, when you know yourself, and you're comfortable with yourself, then you have a focus on what you need to do. When you have a focus you need to do, nothing bothers you. You, you need to get to a goal. And if you have to sit with first graders or you have to sit with old people, whatever it is, you'll do what you have to do to get to that goal. And Rabbi Akiva said, You should love your friend as much as you love yourself. Now everyone in this room, when you learned that, thought that Rabbi Akiva was talking about how to love someone else. It wasn't. Because if you don't love yourself, if I hate myself, and he's telling me, the big cloud of the Torah is that I should love you as much as I love myself, and I hate myself, he's telling me that the biggest cloud of the Torah is I should hate you. Because he's going to have to If I hate myself, and I should treat you the same way, then I hate you. And he's saying, that cloud of the Torah, I should hate everybody because I hate myself. He was talking to you. He wasn't talking about everybody else. You should love your friend as much as yourself. You have to first love yourself. Now what does that mean to love yourself? You should walk around hugging yourself? What is love? What does the word love mean? Love means to sacrifice for someone else. Love means that I am willing to make you happy. I will do whatever healthy, of course, I could do to make you happy. So if you want to go shopping, I don't want to go shopping, but you're my wife, and that's what makes you happy. So that when you're happy, I'm happy. That's real. That's what love means. You're happy, I'm happy. You're smiling, I'm smiling. You're upset, I'm upset. Rabbi, um, oh, what was his name? Now you take a story. Went to the doctor, and he said with his wife, what was his name? Rabbi, Rabbi Folavine. Rafolavine. He went to the doctor with his wife and he said, Our. No. The father. Ravaya Levine. I'm sorry. Ravaya Levine, Rafolavine's son. Ravaya Levine came with his wife to the doctor and said, Our foot hurts. That's love. So. When you do. When. You, when when, when you do things for yourself and you sacrifice things that are not good for you to, to, to make yourself happy you give away things that are not good for you 
Right? That means you love yourself. Not that you walk around talking about yourself. I am a diabetic. You all know that. And I went to the doctor and he's like, right, well, it's totally, it's totally out of control. It, it affects your kidneys. You could lose a foot, the amputation. You could, it affects your heart. What are you doing? What are you doing? And this was with medicine. It just, he said, we need you. You're killing yourself. And I said, well, it's very hard for me. You know, I like potato chips. I like chocolate. I like, I like cake. And, and, and I hurt my feet. So I wasn't able to, you know, to exercise for a while, whatever. And I walked out of the office. And my wife said to me, you're killing yourself. We have to do something. And it's now almost 40 days that I haven't had a carb. Um, not a piece of bread, not a piece of cake. On Shabbos, a little piece of matzah. My sugar, your sugar is supposed to be 90. My sugar was 380. Uh, constantly. And my sugar, Baruch Hashem, for the last four weeks has been between 80 and 90. No medicine. No medicine. Three, three to five miles on a treadmill every morning, walking. No carbs. No chocolate. Now, chocolate made me happy. Potato chips made me happy, but they didn't make me happy. They weren't good for me. So I had to go inside myself and sacrifice things that I liked to make myself healthy. I'm a different person. My Two weeks after I started this diet, so my sugar went from 380 to 90, I couldn't see. I, I couldn't see. I, I, I would look at you, I couldn't see you clearly. My eyes were tearing, I couldn't see. I was driving, I couldn't read signs. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going blind. I, I, like mamish. So I called the eye doctor right away and I said, I got to come in right now. I can't see. He's, what's going on? I said, I, I don't know. So I go, I sit down in the chair, you know, the, all the optic stuff. And I'm like, I'm very nervous. He says, calm down, calm down. Did you change anything? Is there anything going on? I'm like, yeah, I was a diabetic. My numbers were 380 and now I'm, I'm, at, eight, I'm, I'm, I'm at 90. He goes, <laughs> says, okay, let's take a look at your eyes. Looks at my eyes. So my prescription as a diabetic was 475, 475. Okay? In two weeks, because I was down, my sugar was normal, my prescription became 375, 375. In each eye, it got 100 points better. So my glasses were much too strong. <laughs> so I couldn't see. I mean, that's why I couldn't see. They were much too strong. So without me knowing in my body what was going on because of my sugar, and it does affect your eyes, you can go blind, touch uh, in, in two weeks. So, so one second. So if you love yourself, you eat, you eat chocolate and you eat potato chips. When you know it's killing your sugar, when you love yourself, you sacrifice the bad things so that you can be healthy. That means you love yourself. That means you love yourself. And in the spiritual world, you sacrifice the bad stuff, the porn, the stuff you shouldn't be listening to, the stuff you shouldn't be looking at. But it makes me happy to watch a movie. It makes me happy to watch porn. It makes me happy to watch this. And I enjoy this. Right. But you have diabetes of your soul. And you're killing yourself. And in the next world, what are you going to have? So if you love yourself, you sacrifice that stuff. Your best friend, your reacha, is kamocha, is you. Your best friend in the world, said Rabbi Akiva, is you. 
take care of you. And then you'll understand how to love other people. But you first have to take care of you. And if you can't, and you're not happy with yourself, then you can't be happy with anyone else. And most people that have miserable relationships have a very miserable relationship with themselves. They have either low self-esteem, or they're angry at themselves, or they're angry at the world. They're not good. Now, why is that? Because the only way to be happy with yourself is to spend time with yourself. It's like, I, and, and I gave this shir in, in, and they went nuts in, in my seminary because it's like so true. It's so true. Because the only way to be happy with someone else, every woman that comes to me and has a shalom bias problem, her complaint is what? That my husband doesn't want. And what does that mean? He doesn't love me? That he doesn't want. He doesn't spend time with me. He goes with his friends. He goes here, he goes there. And, right. and the husband's like, well, I buy her everything. She's like, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in you spending time with me. Well, guess what? You don't love yourself if you don't spend time with yourself. You're just like that husband. But, but, I, but I buy nice clothing for myself. And, 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 and I, eat, I eat pizza and I love pizza. I'm really taking care of myself. Yeah, but you don't spend any time with it. You're watching movies. You're on your cell phone all the time. You're busy with the whole world. You don't sit down and say, what about me? What do I need to do to grow? What do I need to get rid of? What do I need to add? What am I doing in this world? Where am I going? Where did I come from? What do I want? You don't spend time with yourself. So your soul starts screaming sort of like, you don't love me. What do you mean I don't love you? I do this and I do that. But you don't spend any time with me. A person who doesn't spend time with himself can't have a relationship with himself because in this world you can't have a relationship if you don't spend time you don't spend time with no relationship every book that they ever wrote about about relationship with your kids or your wife burn it with the, burn it with your chum it's a waste of time unless you spend time with them it's all a waste of time say the right things to me and, 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 then, and, then, and then get in your car and drive off with your friends that's a relationship it's not a relationship so a rela- relationship is time so if you want to have a relationship with yourself to spend time with himself. What does Sutta do? He created this and this, right? Smartphone for stupid people. And I have a stupid phone for a smart person, right? That's the difference. This is the stupid phone for the smart person. This is the smartphone for the stupid person. So they created this thing to take away all your time. So when you have no more time and you don't spend time with yourself, you can't grow. You have emptiness because you don't love yourself. You don't feel good about yourself. So you need heroin. And dope, and pot, and marijuana, and, and whiskey, and drunk, and all this other stuff. Because you're not spending time with yourself, so it's all fake. It's like the husband who buys for his wife jewelry, car, furs, but he's never home. He's never home, so he doesn't love her. So if you're never home, you don't spend that time with yourself, you don't really care about yourself. <coughs> and then if you don't have a relationship with yourself, you can't have a relationship with Hashem. You can't have a relationship with anybody. How do you know that? What's the greatness of everybody in this room? What's the greatness of everyone who's listening to this year? How are we created in the Tselem Elohim? Right? How do you say that in English? Tselem Elohim? In the image of God. What's a Tselem? Comes from the word Tsel. Tsel is a shadow. A shadow can only be the same shape as the thing that it's shadowing. If you take an apple, it can't have a square shadow. It can't have a triangle shadow. It can only shadow, it can make you bigger or smaller, but it can only shadow your shape. So how are we a shadow of God? We look like Him, 
The way that we're a shadow of God is that God is one and we are one. Everyone in this room is a God. Not the God, but a God. Well, how are you a God? You have the same thing as Hashem. There's only one Hashem and there's only one you. There's only one Zechariah Wallace. My mother says, thank God for that. But okay, whatever. There's only one. And there'll never be another one of you, ever. Even if you're a Gilgal, you only have DNA from that Gilgal. You, you have yours and that and put it together. No one, Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Hevel, but he wasn't Hevel. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Noah, but he wasn't Noah. He was Moshe Rabbeinu who had Noah and Hevel in him. But he was Moshe Rabbeinu. So every, everyone here, there'll never be another one of you, ever. And there never was another one of you. Well, that's Hashem. There never was another Hashem. There never will be another Hashem. That's the Telemolochim that we all have. It's an unbelievable responsibility because I'm irreplaceable. Once I'm not here, nobody can replace who I was and who I came and what is my, and what is, what's my identity. So the Satan wants to take away your identity because if you don't know yourself, you don't spend time with yourself, you don't sit, you don't meditate, right? And you don't spend time thinking, right? That's why all the Tzaddikim, an hour before davening, they were thinking and they, and they talk about all that, you know, the, and the Hasidim were very much into his Baidudus. Hours and hours and days of his brain thinking, what am I doing here? What's going on? Spending time with themselves in the woods, wherever it is. You don't have to go into the woods. You can sit on the side of your bed, wherever it is. Nature, if you need nature, I need nature. I do much better. I go to bare mountains. But, but I get to know myself, my weaknesses. So yeah, I have to go inside. I want my chalk. I want my potato chips. But on the other hand, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm hurting myself. Yeah, but it makes you happy. But it doesn't really make me happy. It makes me happy to be healthy. That's what really makes me happy. How do you get to that point? You spend time with yourself. You have to love yourself. What's the gematria of Echad? Aleph Ches Dalet is how much? It's 13. Each one of us is an Echad. What's the gematria of Ahava? 15. Echad. Each one of us, Ahava. They're the same gematria. Love and one is the same kamatya. What? You gotta get me, let me get me get there. You gotta let me get there. Echad and Ava. Each one is 13. You put them together, right? The person loves themselves and has a relationship with themselves. Then you put it together, you have 26, which is Yudke Vovke. If you have a relationship with yourself, and you love yourself, and I explain to you what it means to love yourself. To love yourself doesn't mean to get yourself more stuff, it's to get yourself less stuff, to get yourself the right stuff, spiritually and physically. Then you can have Ava for the Yudke Vavke. If you have Ava for the Echad, then you can have Ava for the Yudke Vavke. If you can have the relationship with yourself, then you can have the relationship with Akash Baruch. Otherwise, you can't. Why are there more people dying from heroin than there are car accidents? Because they have no relationship with themselves. They don't have time to spend with themselves. So they have low self-esteem. They don't know, you know, when you know your weaknesses, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Because if you know your weaknesses and you know what you're struggling with, then you can overcome them. So there's nothing wrong with looking at your weakness. When, when, when a guy is a, a baseball player and, the, and they have a pit, they have, you know, I, why do they have hitting coaches in the major leagues? The guy's in the major leagues. He, he's, in the, he's on the Yankees. He's, he's out of all the little leagues. He's in the major leagues. He's a professional. He's getting $40 million a year. And the guy who's coaching, the, the hitting coach, is getting $100,000 a year. You want to tell me how to hit? I'm making $40 million. You're making $100,000? The answer is, 
I want you, coach, if you see him swinging and it's not right, I need you to tell me that. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. They're paying coaches to tell you that. When you look at yourself and you have a weakness and you're doing something wrong, that's something to get depressed about, something to get excited about. I found that, my, that, that, that I'm doing this thing wrong and that's what's holding me back. So when I fix it, I become even stronger. It's not a thing to get depressed about. Just the opposite. When I look at my weaknesses, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm such a nothing. I'm like, I think I'll shoot up. Uh, I'll go get a drink. Uh, no, it's just the opposite. I'm like, wow. Wow, now I understand where that's coming from. Now I can fix it. Now I'm going to be a better person. That's something to get excited about. Echad, Ava, Yudke, Vavke. We'll continue next week. Thank you. Let's do my. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.